self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are a conversation con artist what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we're conversation con artists back for another fantastic episode you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artist, and send it to us that way. Um, we have two from Colin because he listens and sends messages as he listens. <laughs> Um, the first one is about. I got it. Oh, okay. I got it. Oh, excuse I got it me. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna oh, read it. Shit. Fine. <laughs> can I read it? Go ahead. Can you read it? I can read. All right. Well, go ahead. It's titled Episode 182 Exclamation <laughs> Point, or maybe I should say Episode 182. <laughs> um, what's up, y'all? Hopefully, I'm getting this email to you before you started recording this week's episode. You did not, but it's okay. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Red's relationship chat first. I hear you on the dating thing. It's a big reason when I decided it was time to move on from my ex-girlfriend. I was either not going to date at all or only seek to reconnect with people I already knew. Hence the young lady I'm with now who I've known since the eighth grade. Promised land milk. It's the truth. Mr. On Point ain't playing around. The only milk you can get is if it's something locally made. Example. There's a milk you can get out here that's made in Crescent City, California, and it's even better. But again, it's not a nationwide purchase. Lastly, I want to hear what y'all have to say about this story. Uh, One million species face extinction. UN panel says human will suffer as a result. Human beings suck is what I think of it. We suck. We, we don't suck. We do suck. We fuck up this planet, not realize. And listen, I'm not a tree hugger. I'm saying this is somebody who is not like super like i'm not super environmentally conscious as i probably you sound like be. a tree hugger i do sound like a tree hugger and you got a prius i just got that prius but you got one <laughs> i just got the prius and the reason i got the prius was not for tree hugging purposes although it helps i mean i feel good i'm doing something next thing you know positive. you're gonna be walking around here with your own straw with my own straw yeah what do you mean my own straw? Oh, people carry their own yeah, straws. Yeah, so that like you're not because the plastic straws, when it gets thrown away, the dolphins and stuff eat them and it kills them. So yes, I might have my own straw because we suck. What I'm saying is, you're a tree hugger. I'm not a tree hugger, but what we have to realize is that I think people think that the planet just is gonna be here forever or like it's gonna continue to be how it always has been. Not if we keep fucking it up, like. Our president don't even believe in global warming. Like, he does not believe that human beings are having a negative impact on the planet, which is bullshit, and it's stupid to me. Well, but, that's not because he... That's not because he... That's because he only believes in himself. <laughs> like, the only thing that he knows for certain that, it, that is that he exists, <laughs> and he is the best at existing. They and nobody ever has ever existed no as as well as he has no they have not in his mind so i don't think he knows anything well, except that he exists but he has followers i mean some he of does, his followers does, that does. agree with him and think that it's all bullshit but it's like what coral reefs we've been killing them for the long like we have had a negative impact on the planet and 
it's not gonna happen in my lifetime so they keep continue fucking it up okay i'm gonna be dead and gone before the shit gets bad but eventually you killing off some of these plant species some of these animal species where you can't we can't get them back that's gonna eventually have a negative impact on human beings and i think that because we at the top of the food chain we just think that we just infallible like ain't shit ever gonna okay but you know the oxygen that we breathe is because of plants so you kill off all the fucking plants and shit these trees cutting off cutting down all of these forests where you think the oxygen <laughs> where you think we how we able to breathe and shit like you fucking up the ocean waters you fucking up with the fish that you eat like it's just so many things that we as humans are fucking up unnecessarily and you know we gonna leave an imprint just because of i feel like you know how we exist but not we don't have to be as big of an imprint as as we are doing and i probably will get me a straw so that i don't contribute to dolphins dying <laughs> only the stupid dolphins die though but <laughs> it's the survival of the fittest don't do that this is nothing to do with that it has nothing to do with the survival of the fittest it's with humans being it, it is but <laughs> still if there was some kind of trap for humans that <laughs> some humans could get caught in unfortunately it would be the low iq the children and the elderly that's sad um that's just the reality of a system <laughs> like that i'm sorry is this how it is okay um but the 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 gist of this article it really kind of takes another dive into climate change yes. because in the political scene we can't even have a realistic dialogue about climate change because it's just about one side believing that it exists versus one side trying to convince the other side that it exists this article dives into talking about the impact on climate change if it happens when i worked at red lobster okay there were lobsters <laughs> in the tank difference. there were lobsters in the tank okay <laughs> and now i know this is a very very simple way to understand a mass concept but with a red lobster i'm trying to see where you're going with this they had a container of salt under okay. the lobster tank okay so they would take all the lobsters out fill it up with water mm -hmm. and put a bunch of salt in it if you did not put salt in it all of the lobsters died because lobsters natural habitat oh it's salt water, it's salt water. okay yeah and i was like damn because in my head that's just water and lobsters <laughs> live in water but the the level of salt content in the water impacts their ability to live yes. so imagine what would happen if in the entire ocean something altered the sodium content every creature in the ocean is dead yep so this article dives into when you're talking about the oceans if the temperature of the ocean rise too much there's a lot of creatures that can't survive in that including uh, coral reefs including coral reefs can't survive in that two degrees celsius range mm -hmm. and when we're talking about the environment we're talking about a population that has tripled since about 1950 we're talking about urban areas that have doubled since 1992 so just humans alone look how much more resources we have to take just look at look at what we know about bees 
Imagine how fucked up you gonna be if bees is gone. Man. Pollen already pollen already getting worse year by year because of the possibility that bees Jesus. are reducing. I'm never gonna go outside. <laughs> I mean, but it imagine it being yeah. pollen sandstorms because bees are gone now. <sighs> but think about it. From since nineteen fifty to now the population has tripled. Mm. Imagine how much more honey is being eaten than men. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So and think about that in the context of all of the other animals, because so just to give a little rundown in our society, we got producers and consumers. Now, when you whether you talk about, you know, bees being the consumers of pollen, which flowers are the producers of, mm -hmm. that's a relationship that has to work to maintain balance. Yeah. If anything happened to flowers. Due to GMOs or pesticides or something in our environment, bees now don't have a job. Yep. All they're going to be doing is try to sting your ass. That's all <laughs> they're going to have to do now. Or do something to bees. And that overproduction of that pollen is going to be a problem. Especially for people with allergies. Exactly. That's why it's important to know that we got her uh, herbivores, carnivores, and omnivores. Right, which most of us are omnivores. Some most of us, us are omnivores. Some of us have become herbivores. <laughs> some of us have become um, herbivores by choice. By choice, which you know, I don't know. <laughs> vegetarian, I understand. Vegan is like the challenge accepted version of vegetarian. It's like you know what? I ain't gonna eat shit that come from an animal. <laughs> like that's unnecessary, okay? <laughs> Unless you genuinely, truly love animals. To the point that you don't even want a human squeezing milk out of it. Hence, you're not going to use any product that comes from that animal. That's the only way I get it. I don't get you. And there's something wrong with you. You are broken. But I do. I understand. I can understand. I can accept it. That's your decision. But imagine if something happened to all the herbivores. You know. Yep. Or what if something happened to the herbs that particular herbivores eat? They're going to die out. So I was watching a documentary. Um, I want to say it was on Netflix about, I can't remember if it was rhinos, but where they lived at, they were herbivores, but where they lived at, the deforestation and, and people fucking up the environment had happened so bad to where they started eating meat like to supplement what they could find as far as the grass and the, the particular foliage that they ate but they had to make an adjustment or die you know what I'm saying like that's the shit and it's like the the rainforest are all being cut out like and the only thing that saves a lot of these things is like the people come in and say, okay, it's illegal for you to do this. Because if it was left up to humans, we probably been fucked up a long time ago. Like if it wasn't like government entities that said, you can't cut down no shit in this forest over here, it's, this probably would have been happening. Cause we don't give a shit. We just feel like we deserve to be wherever we want to be. Cut down whatever. But for the sake of this dialogue, let's keep going okay. down the rabbit hole. The first one's producers and consumers we can go into feeding relationships now mm -hmm. because you got predators that search for prey then you got scavengers that eat stuff that's already dead and then you got decomposers that take care of what is dead and return them nutrients back to the environment impact any one of those roles you know let a whole bunch of predators start becoming extinct you know how many do you know how many of the uh, 
the scavengers are going to be out here. And because there's so many more scavengers, because the predators aren't taking care of the scavengers, how much more of the foliage that they eat that we're not going to have access to? Yep. When we depend on a lot of that foliage for for oxygen. It's a balancing act. It is all a balancing act. A balance. And then you can even get into the relationship between species. I won't go into that one. That'll get a little more complicated. But this is this whole dialogue just we're not even focusing on the stuff that we're doing in the environment. And we talk about climate change, but we can we can add GMOs to that. Mm-hmm. We can add knocking down forests to that to to get the trees and clearing out land. We can to build up whatever cities or whatever that and that keeps the animals from being able like their natural habitats get wiped out when that yeah, happens. Like and, and their this, their numbers go down when that happens. And this dialogue, like, this is the dialogue we would have if everybody just jumped in and just assumed that the stuff that we're doing to the earth are causing problems. But that's where it gets difficult to really uh, take heed to that because the main issue is that businesses don't care. A business that, that makes money from tearing down forests and making money. They gon' it don't matter. Well, and it's, it's like not, a fern gully situation. It is like, it's like fern gully. this is the a whole fern gully dynamic. And it's not an immediate. The problem is that you know people when consequences are immediate are a lot quicker to change their behavior. This is not an immediate thing, right? You're not gonna immediately see the the impact that this is gonna have. But again, my black ass when I'm gone, dead and gone. The humans that come after me, they are going to pay for the shit that we're doing now. But I think because it's not an immediate thing, you can't see it with your eyes unless you're looking for your researchers that look at the the big picture. For like the everyday person walking around, they don't see the impact of this shit. So for them, it is a made up thing like climate change. What? Like they don't understand it because it isn't something that has an immediate impact on their everyday life. Now, as we continue to keep fucking the planet up then the impact will be a lot more visible. But, like, why would you want to get to that point when you can stop it from getting there? But, again, humans. The current uh, conservative rhetoric right now is basically, even if we did everything we supposed to do, nobody else is doing it, so we ain't going to do it. (laughs) That's like the, the conservative rhetoric right now. It's basically, well... I mean, we don't know if we the problem. We don't know if this is why it's changing. It's other ways to change it. Let's not research it. That's just what it is. Like, that's basically what the conservative rhetoric is. Like terrible. It's just the irresponsible dialogue. It is. To just not. And, and, you know. It goes back to what I said. Humans suck. We suck. We just do. We suck. But the essence of a conservative dialogue is to keep everything the same. Yes, they are not about change, about new ideas. The essence of the word conservative means to conserve shit. Hilariously enough, is that by them not making changes, they're contributing to change. They don't. Just, again, it's it's not change you can see actively, and so because of that, it's like, oh, we're not doing shit. It's fine. Like, yeah, it's a little hotter than it used to be, but it's fine. <laughs> You're like contributing a, to it without realizing it. It's like a motherfucker <laughs> eating a Big Mac meal large every day and looking down at his stomach and say that shit didn't get bigger yep and then you know <laughs> but in, in five years when your ass obese and your knees about to turn to dust every time you get up i mean shit that 
it's exactly like that's a very good example where it, it it's like but anytime you gain weight it's like you don't realize until you put them pants on and they don't fit and it's like the fuck did i gain this weight when did this happen like no 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 maybe for some people but for most people it's damn these pants done shrunk <laughs> i'm not washing machine i need to start washing on cold process cycle instead of hot that the shrunk denial. my jeans. You know how you tell if you don't gain weight? The denial. Go to your goddamn grandmama house. Oh yeah. Go oh, to your shit. grandmama house. Go over to her house. She gonna baby, baby, you done got fat. <laughs> they tell you straight they up. They don't give a fuck. Straight, Old people no don't chaser. care. Grandmama straight no chasing. Old people don't care about your your feelings. They don't care about your emotions. They're gonna tell you how it is and you gonna deal with it because they oh, who gonna check them? Nobody. You be mad, but you're not gonna say nothing to your grandma. You gonna complain to your mama about it, but you gonna have a hush mouth when you round her. <laughs> so what did you that's what you My do? Grandma be like, baby, you be a nappy and you're fat. What happened? <laughs> you need to eat my food today. Like, damn, Granny, I came down here to eat your food. I have to tell my granny, granny, you the reason I'm like this. You used to let us lick the spoon. You used to let us eat the leftovers out of the bowl. You the one that had a cake over here every time. You the one that set us down in front of some neck bones, rice, bread. You did it. And you know what you make? She make her bread with all kind of grease, fat. <laughs> She a granny, so she got that old ass Crisco tub with yep. bacon grease all oh in it. Oh my god, yes. Yep. With a combination of bacon grease from the 70s, 80s, 90s, <laughs> and 2000s. It's levels. It's levels to that shit. Hell no. And it's still delicious. <laughs> Whatever she do with it, she make it delicious, and I love it. But you want to know the real about yourself? Go to your grand, uh, granny oh, yeah. house. She'll tell you the truth. Your granny gonna let you know if you're fat. Your granny gonna know if let you know if she think you on drugs. Yep. Don't lose too much weight. Don't gain too much weight. Just be in the middle. Don't cut your hair, baby. You got your short hair. You you ain't out here liking these girls. And what you don't <laughs> do, <laughs> what you don't do is because you know. Okay, listen. Seventy five percent of granny is already fat. Okay. Oh yeah! Don't, don't don't give it back. Hell no! Don't give it back. No. Take that. Absorb that. That's what you do. And guess what? One day you will be old and you will be able to dish this out as well. But until that day, you take that shit. You'll never say nothing like, again. You complain to your mama, grandma always got something to say. You never say nothing to huddle. You never do that. Mm mm. That's not how that works. You don't do that. You don't check your grandma. It's grandma. She nope. can say what the fuck she want to say. She didn't earn she the can. right. And you going to earn the right one day if you keep Within living. reason. Within Don't get reason. me wrong. Because I'm a therapist. <laughs> I work with kids. There's some grandmamas that be saying some shit yeah. That they don't need to say to kids, okay? <laughs> With their reason. They don't get a hundred percent pass on bullshit, yeah. you know. But for the most part, if your granny is relatively reasonable, whatever she it. say, just you know, it. just take it. That's alright. In the context of a person gaining weight and not realizing that happens at least at the point that they realize damn my stomach hanging over <laughs> i need to get in the gym we're not gonna be able to do that with earth nope <laughs> not we're not going to be able to do that with our coat we're gonna have no. to like i mean at the end of the day we're just gonna be in some book of eli shit yeah you know oh god Ooh, that'd be terrible book of I eli be here. mad I max be here. yep if you play video games, Borderlands or Fallout, yeah. What's another post-apocalyptic movie that don't have zombies in it? That's hard. 
A lot of them have zombies. <laughs> or monsters. Oh, iRobot? iRobot. So it's two different pathways, I think. You got post-apocalyptic wasteland where all the resources are drained. And then you got post-apocalyptic tech where it's like just pollution and just buildings everywhere. And it's like mm-hmm. no greenery. It's going to be like New York. Everywhere going to look like It'll New York. It'll be like, uh, <laughs> what's that movie called that had Arnold Schwarzenegger in it? Which one? <laughs> it's the movie where he was basically in a machine the whole time. They remade it. Not Terminator. No. Not he was Terminator. in a machine. Ooh, I, I can't remember the movie. Not the biggest Schwarzenegger fan. So like, basically, um, this dude was trying to figure out some kind of crime or something that was going on, but they hooked him to a machine. It tur- at the end of the movie, it turns out he was hooked to a machine the whole time, and they had pl- implanted these memories in his brain of all the stuff that we seen him doing in the movie, oh. and he wasn't really doing it. He was just in a little chair because oh. at that point in time, they had machines that can create a life for you, basically put you in the Matrix. I guess. What was that show? The old... The... There was a show that was like that. The OV? Was that it? The OV? You told... I thought you the one that told me about it maybe not where you it's like virtual reality like you go and in the in the far future they have like these situations where you is it oh is it the ov the ov i don't know what the hell you talking did about. i make that total recall out? oh total recall what you talking about what is the name total of that recall show? And this i, was, I tried this, to watch it and i couldn't deb why this was me going and researching real quick before i left everybody with that uh that cliffhanger <laughs> And go do the research themselves. That's total recall. Okay, explain this show again to me. It's a show where you can go into like whatever virtual reality kind of situation that you want to, and it feels real. So like when I first started watching it, it seemed like it was like the old West, but it wasn't. It was oh Westworld. Was it Westworld? Maybe it Westworld, was. Westworld. They made a whole world with all these fake android based creatures and regular people can come in there and have yes. a old western experience west world that's what it was yeah that's what it was. about thinking you was talking about the oa and i was about to have to get disrespectful what was the oa didn't you tell me about that too you hated yes, it though i did <laughs> absolutely <laughs> that show helped me realize that i don't watch TV shows intently enough to watch shows that have deep hidden meaning. <laughs> I just need to watch a show with guns and people who get caught doing shit they ain't supposed to. <laughs> but that's all. If it started to get more complicated than that, because the OA, I was like, I went to Google and I put, what the fuck is the OA? <laughs> Gladly, I was not the first person that typed it that way. <laughs> Other people had the same sentiment. That's terrible. But it was. I saw an article that said 17 things you missed in the OA, and I was like, I only caught one of those, and not even in the way that it was meant to be caught. But it's one of those movies. It's one of those shows where it's like it's like that Inception type shit, where it's like the ending is very, very much up for interpretation uh, like type shit. situation. I don't like that. Oh, um, before he sent in a second part to his email, but before let me just address what he said about the relationship chat. Uh, this I think he's talking about when I was saying that. I don't like to date. I hate it. It's 
I don't enjoy it. I would much rather just get married and skip that whole shit. Like, I don't want to do it. Like, I don't want to get to know nobody else new. I don't want to, I don't want to do it. I hate it. I hate it. It's not fun to me. Like, so for all of you married people who think that your single days were this, you know, great old time, I'm telling you, it fucking sucks out here. It's awful. I hate it. Um, And yeah, I get it. He went back and got somebody he already knew. From eighth grade, he ain't have to do. He knew our family. He knew our people already. Like it wasn't no new shit. That's what I need. I don't want to do that. I just want to be married and have a fucking kid. I don't want to do all the rest of the shit. Well, you already got that dude. What dude? The dude your mama been trying to put I you don't on. Want him. See, Damn look it. at you. You. He is the everything you just described. He's not though. Like he. I told you. He is the most passive fucking person in life i couldn't do it my personality is way too strong for us to like be together forever he would that shit would drive me bananas because he would he would just let me do whatever do you know how much of a muck i would be out here running without somebody to be like no red he would never he would never he whatever it is that i wanted to do he was like yeah okay like nigga really i would do stuff or ask stuff specifically just to see if he would like disagree never would see you the kind of motherfucker in movies that don't need power yes you don't need it no you be a villain in a movie i would you be thanos we trying to keep the stones from you i'd snap the shit out of everybody i would you probably (laughs) snap your perfect mate in front of you that's what you would do i would oh my god (laughs) so I need the glove and the stones, <laughs> nigga. That would ah, oh, that would be so great if I could just do that and skip all of this bullshit. And sk- I don't, I don't want to get to know nobody else new. And I know I have to, so I'm doing it grudgingly. But my ideal situation would be to get with somebody I already know and not have to deal with all of this shit. I it would, cause I hate it. I fucking hate. So hate how many it. episodes of Westworld did you watch? Like two. <laughs> I didn't like it. That's enough. I didn't like it either. <laughs> Like if I you like Westworld, <laughs> convince me why I should watch it. Yeah, I okay? could Convince into me. It. If you can convince me, if you could put some words together that makes me say, okay, then I would make me watch Westworld. But if we had the technology to create Westworld type of AI, would you, if it was affordable, buy you a perfect mate for yourself? But he wouldn't be real. But he would be perfect. He would, but he I But he could he could emulate real until for the rest of your life. Yeah, but uh I don't know. You can it's, send him in to get age upgrades if you want no, him to look old as you something do. Something about the flawed human experience that I would miss, I feel like. What if you could program you a relative fl- level of <laughs> flawed human experience? No. You know with computer programs, you can put in a bunch of overlapping variables that come out in unpredictable ways. So you can kind of simulate the flawed human experience but it wouldn't be the same i would i and perfect there is no such thing perfect for me would be somebody that knew when to step in and when not to and i don't know that an ai would be able to do that because i have two devils on my shoulder i don't have an angel (laughs) and sometimes i need you to be my angel and sometimes i need you to just get on board with my devil shit like you have to be able to know which one and win and i don't think an ai would be able to do that shit i don't know i i wouldn't i don't think i would i would i just want a human that i don't have to date is that is that unreasonable very <laughs> very unreasonable do you know what dating is i hate it you know what dating is yes you know when you go to the grocery uh, store 
and you're looking for the best fruit and sweet potatoes. Yes. Dating is getting that in your hand, looking at it, turning <laughs> it around, seeing if you got to get. Like, would you just go let a random stranger throw sweet potatoes in your bag Hell without no, you expecting? Because it ain't gonna. You gotta look and see what color it is. Because they got damn right you do, and that's what you gotta do with people. <laughs> but you I'm can't. Tired. You can't get rid of that process. I, I know. I think I've just. It's been years that I have been single, and I think I'm just tired. I'm just tired. I don't want to get to know another nigga. I don't. I don't care. I just want to be married with a kid. I don't want to do this shit. But again, I'm doing it because I have to. I'm not enjoying it though. Okay, at all. But see, the issue is that you not you having such a strong disdain from doing it <laughs> means that anything you think about it is gonna become a self fulfilling prophecy. I mean, because you already cut dudes off, boom, just like that. But you make it see, don't do that, because you make it seem like I cut them off for nothing. I don't cut people off for nothing. There's reasons. There's reasons. They're irrational. They're not irrational. At the first whim you have to cut them off, it's irrational. I mean... At the first... But some of these niggas, is like obvious shit that's like, okay, this ain't gonna work. Okay, so yes. Leave. Clearly, if his front two teeth is gone and the picture <laughs> is from jail, <laughs> cut him off. What about if he thinks that your eyebrows block your eyes from the sun? Is he teachable? No. <laughs> if he's not teachable, he's not teachable. send him on. <laughs> if you he's can. Not he's like, arrogant he's, and narcissistic. If and... he's somebody you can say, hey, baby, come here real quick. <laughs> I'm just pulling up articles randomly out of nowhere, and this article about eyebrows and the function of them just happened to pop up. Oh, they can't block the sun. Who knew? I didn't. You didn't. We both know now. Let's hug. <laughs> you know, that's. No, because when I when I said like that was unreasonable, when I was like, "What? That doesn't even make sense." He act like I was the dumb motherfucker. Like he act like I was stupid for like I don't understand how you feel like. Cause I said no, I think it's to keep stuff out of your eyes. Like your eyelashes like sweat and stuff. And he was like, "I don't know why you think that that's a more viable reason than mine." Because it make more fucking six sense, my nigga. What are you talking about? What? That ain't even an argument though. What? That doc, just go read about it. Go read. <laughs> go read. Seriously, like, don't say what well, I feel like. No, go read. Go. F- there is, there's research on all of the functions of our bodies. Yeah. Our goosebumps. Yeah. We got goosebumps because we used to be a lot hairier. Now I'm still a lot hairier, <laughs> but I think we used to be a lot hairier even than me. And goosebumps in cats make them stand; they have stand up, uh, so they look bigger, yeah, and more aggressive to yeah. predators, yes, to things that would attack them. We imagine if we won apes before, but we just still used to have a more be more hairy because mm. of the different temperatures and because of being out in the wild. Imagine goosebumps serving that purpose at some point in our our uh history yeah you know the same thing for uh if we just want to get to the appendix yes our appendix don't do nothing now but burst and damn near kill us yep get that but shit out. in cows the appendix is the primary processor of all the grass they eat now we happen to be able to eat more meat and a diverse range of foods because we can preserve better but back then imagine meat was killing people if you didn't have it right after two days yeah so you had to eat 
a lot more grass and greenery so the appendix was more valuable is not now yeah you know what i'm saying but so i don't cut niggas up Get all me. you do is tell him to read i'm not but you your first whim is to cut them off it is because i just because you don't want to be dating anyway that's why you right. have got to change I know. how you feel about dating oh, i hate it so much i really do i don't want to do it or you need to get just be ready to spend your whole life dressing your dogs in tuxedos <laughs> and having them give you flowers that is sad i don't want to do that either you don't want to do shit. that's just you don't want to do anything you just want to you just want to fall asleep and wake up with everything the way you want it. Nigga. And then, even if you had a dude with you, you don't, don't even want to spend that much time with him. Mm. <laughs> it's so much that you need from a dude. It is. And how you get it, the way you're willing to acquire it is, uh, they're so stringent. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I want all of this stuff, but I don't want to get it the way you're supposed to get it. <laughs> and then when I get it, I only want it the way I want to have it. Yes. I, I ain't meaning to roast you or read you or nothing. I'm just saying. It's what it is. It is what it is. I'm trying to change my my attitude about it. But I wish I could just do what Colin did. That sounds fucking amazing. And he happy as fuck. Let me do that. <laughs> Shit. But, okay, he had a second part to his email. We spent so much time on that first part. <laughs> That's what we do. That's what we do. You know it. He knows it. Everybody knows it. <laughs> okay, so I made a... Um, I made a quote last week and I I regret it. It was very inappropriate. Oh, Jesus. And here Colin is quoting it. We talked about an individual that happens to be a rapist slash molester named Jim Cummings. Who and was I said, the voice of Winnie the Pooh. Who was the voice of Winnie the Pooh? And I said, Jim Cummings inside of them children. <laughs> Colin quoted this and said, Mr. On Point, no, just no, sir. Wait, you I forgot agree. the name of the title. The title of the email is Goddamn. Oh, yeah. yeah the title <laughs> of the email is Goddamn. So anybody else that had an, um, a mass surge of response to that, I, you know, I'm sorry about that. I get, I, you know, I, I get inappropriate sometimes, Nigga. even for myself. Uh, I don't have a long letter this week, but I sent one before about the last episode. In this episode, I want to hear about your most interesting interaction with a person after that letter from a lesbian woman who said you could get it if she was younger and straight. <laughs> uh, LOL. <laughs> also, when we going to get on this Apex Legends? We got to get on the Apex Legends, man. I just never come in a room with my PlayStation. I stay in my room since I moved my Xbox in there, but we, we got to get on I'm, I I have to play with you. So we can have a fluid dialogue about something. So he just wants to know your most inter interesting interaction with a person just in general, I guess, because of the lesbian thing. What's been your most interesting interaction with a human? It's a whole situation. <laughs> of course it is. It's you. Why wouldn't it be? I'm a therapist. You are. I work in the community. Yes. I get clients sent to me all the time. Mm -hmm. I got a little, you know, 12 year old black boy sent to me okay and i went to meet the child at school and then what was left was for me to meet the daddy and to meet the grandma because mm -hmm. that's who he lived with and i wanted to get to them and talk to them about what's going on i drive to the house i'm talking to the dad i said okay where y'all at where y'all at this is the address i pull up i get out he looks at me and says my mama ain't gonna believe this <laughs> i'm like oh shit, what is that 
do they think I murdered somebody? Do, is this mistaken identity? Like, am I going to get my ass beat by some uncles? I don't know what's happening. He said, my mom ain't going to believe this. And this was his first time seeing me. He said, uh, and I said, what you mean by that? He said, you'll see when you come inside. Oh, that's the worst when somebody do that to you. What is that? Now I'm really scared because you won't even tell me. Talk about I'll see. <laughs> I walk into the house and the, his mama just bust out crying. <gasps> Balling. Oh my God. I look like her son that was killed four years ago. Damn. And it was the most uncomfortable shit I have ever been a part of in my life. Because apparently the boy don't think that. Otherwise, he would have said something about yeah. it. And I don't think I really look like him. I think that was a lot of projection. Mm hmm from the family to how I look because I look similar enough. Mm -hmm. And she took my picture and sent it to all of her kids, wow. all of her brothers and sisters. That's fucking weird. And everybody started calling. Like, I don't know if they thought some resurrection shit had went on. <laughs> I don't know what they thought. I don't know what she put on the caption of the message. I know she didn't put the therapist looked like y'all's, you know, relative that passed away. <laughs> I don't know what it said, but everybody just started calling while I was there trying to talk to them about the kid. And so now I'm in this very weird place of the ethical code don't talk about this shit. No. They don't tell me what to do. Not with that. But my goal is to be as respectful to the family as possible. <sighs> while also not allowing any boundaries to to be crossed Damn. because i'm here to be talking about this child yeah and so she wanted me to see his room oh which God. has not been touched has not been touched since he died Jeez. everything was still there the way that he had and when he, and you know in tv shows and stuff you always see when when a child has died you see that they left the room the same mm -hmm. like it's a whole bunch of episodes of law and order where ah, the families don't no, just like that room. is a thing yeah. like people want the last memories they can have of people including how they habits were they clean up how their clothes were yep. and she showed me his picture she wanted me to take a bunch of his clothes with me that's weird and I didn't want to say no, but I told her, you can pick one shirt that he has to give to me, you know? But And this was me trying to be as respectful Damn. of the moment that they were having as possible. And we got to talking about the kid and family was still calling while they was talking about the kid. And, and the daddy was just having a blast, like laughing, just giggling about... The fact that his mama think that it looked like me and I'm uncomfortable at that moment. Wow. Um, that is the most uncomfortable interaction. Wow. And I will put that in the uh, in the category of interesting. Yeah. Um, another one is the most interesting client that I've ever had was a client that I had when I was in the clinic. One of my first clients. Mm-hmm. He had uh, some psychotic disorder, undiagnosed, and he came in beat up really bad, busted chin, black eyes. Oh, I he was this. all black and blue. Yeah. And it turned out that anytime he hear the voices in his head, he'll beat himself up unconscious because that's the only thing that stopped the voices. Yeah. And so 
every week he would come in just with a different set of having beat himself up, just looking different. You know, even hitting his head on the wall. That was really, really scary. Most of my interesting interactions have not been uh, pleasant because of the field that I work in. My most interesting interaction just happened when I, one of the stories that we're going to talk about, I made a video on Instagram because I just was really just wanted to say what I wanted to say. And I said it the way that Red says everything, which is completely different from Therapist Red. Therapist Red is a whole different person. But (laughs) that rant, because that's exactly what it was, was a fucking rant, spoke to somebody who requested services from me ranting and raving the way that I do. Um, and that was very unexpected because I, you know, I'm an asshole sometimes and I, I'm aware of that and I'm okay with that, especially when it's outside of my career field. Um, but, you know, this person just felt like because of how honest I was being that they felt like I would be honest in helping them deal with whatever, as I have no idea what this person has going on in their life, but felt like I would be helpful in that. So that was very surprising because <laughs> I was like, from that video, <laughs> like that's like the worst representation of my what my ability is in this field <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah. So I, that was, I don't, Mm, um, that was very interesting. So, I don't know. People are weird. You just never know. You just never know. I mean, with counseling, you never know what you're walking into no. or what's walking into your office. Mm-hmm. And that's a big part of having your shit in check. Yeah. I mean, if you're somebody that was sexually assaulted by your grandparent and... That will be one of the first... Like what? So, anybody interested, like... In, in doing therapy um, and we have had interns while I work and one of the things I tell them is that any trauma that you have get it together because that's going to be what walked through your door like it it never fails there's just something about I don't know if it's the universe but whatever it is that you've had happen to you if you haven't dealt with it it's going to walk through the door and that's not the time for you to figure out how to deal with it um, but you people trauma happens so much and in so many different places and with so many different people that for you to think that your particular trauma is not going to come up it can be the most random shit ever it can be the most unheard of trauma ever somebody will walk through your door with that having happened to them and now you're gonna have to deal with it if you hadn't dealt with it so you have to make sure you get your shit together for sure because you never know what will walk through the door and if you what i was saying if your grandparent walk in or if a, a grandparent. client that's been sexually assaulted <laughs> by their grandparent walk in and that happened to you and you haven't managed that, you're going to get into uh, what's called counter-transfer. Well, transference and counter-transference mm-hmm. is just when, like as a counselor, if somebody walk in and tell a story about some shit that's going on and they remind me of somebody that I used to hate, I'm going to start treating them more hostile. Mm-hmm. You know? <clears throat> or if they working with me and I say something that remind them of their granddaddy, they might start treating me more like, like granddaddy, mm-hmm. you know, and you just got to have that, that stuff taken care of before you can take care of people. Yeah. Uh, as much as possible. Anyway, as counselors, we still damaged. Hell yeah. <laughs> we still have our traumas, our I don't insecurities, think I've ever our met stuff. Somebody that did that does this work. Like everybody got something. 
it's just the matter of how well can you manage it mm-hmm. and manage other people's stuff too because we a big part of our present uh, profession is we absorb a lot of that we're just trained to diffuse it mm-hmm. healthily it's kind of like the bomb squad you know they <laughs> like the bomb it don't matter if the bomb is the bomb like if you don't do it right yeah it can explode but like the job of the bomb squad is to make that shit ineffective make it not something that can explode and get that can damage people and that's what we supposed to do with all of the emotions that we absorb we got to diffuse it yep um but if we think of if I think of some more interesting interactions I've had, then I'll throw them up on the next couple of episodes because I've had some <laughs> interactions. I have two. One of my I, I will well, I won't go into it, but I, especially in internship, internship is the thing for me that was like, oh shit, it's so different from the textbook when you have somebody in front of you. It's one thing to listen to read about this disorder, and it's another to have somebody sitting in front of you who is suffering from this disorder. It's a whole different fucking thing. Um, but do you have anything else to add? Nah. All right, Colin, thank you so much for those letters. If you have a question you'd like for us to send or answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, conversationconartist, and send it to us that way. Um, let's get Aisha Curry out the fucking way. So... That was what my video was on, my rant. If you don't know what the Red Table Talk is, Jada Pinkett Smith had created this like online show that she does on Facebook called Red Table Talks, and she does it with her mother and Willow, and some of the other family members come in and out, but they have people on the show, and they talk about personal shit, okay? August Alcina was on her show talking about his drug problems. Will Smith's sister also was on that episode talking about her drug problems. People come and they talk about um, personal things, and so uh, Jada Pinkett had Aisha Curry, Steph Curry's mom, his sister, um, and I think it was one other person on the show, just talking about being with famous men um and you know the insecurities that can come from that and so one of the things that aisha curry said was that steph gets all this attention from women people you know women are constantly throwing themselves at him and trying it and you know she does not get that same attention from men and it makes her question herself and whether or not she's still attractive and people lost their fucking minds niggas specifically okay i'm talking about you can't make bitches happy you know she got steph curry he favored her he got money and she's still out here caring about what a nigga gotta say about what she looked like and i'm talking about like went in on this woman like all the way in and i was so surprised at the reaction because what she said is something that I've heard people say before. People who be like, minus like, fuck him being Steph Curry. Somebody that's been, they've been together for years. When people are in relationships, sometimes they do wonder like, do I still, am I still attractive? Like outside of, you know, I, I know this person loves me and they find me attractive. This is not something that's specific to Aisha Curry. This is not something that's specific to women. Cause that was another thing is again, it was, you know, these bitches, you can't make them happy. You, you give them everything and they still want to know about other niggas. And it's like, Oh my God, that's not what she said. Um, she shared an insecurity and it was just thrown in her fucking face, which another part of the why this pissed me off was that 
Aisha Curry and Steph Curry, these you know, they're these religious couple. They're these like goody two shoes. They don't, they haven't had any skin. And people talk mad shit about them for that. Oh, they're so fake. Oh, their marriage can't be that good. Oh, he probably is cheating on her. She shares something real, and y'all fucking crucify her for it. So like, it was the most bananas shit I've ever seen. Like. I really, the response that was given, I feel was very unwarranted. <laughs> and I, I just, I, I was surprised at the, the veracity of people in responding to what she said. Like, I don't know. So there's several different things I think are at play here. One of them is I think that Aisha Curry has not really been favorable to a lot of people because of how she's carried herself. Yes. Number one, she has made some um, statements, and she don't dress all provocative. I mean, she, she dresses like a damn church girl, girl next door all the time, mm -hmm. and so I think that's a big part of why she don't get a lot of the attention mm -hmm. that men would give her otherwise. Not only that, but. She paints herself as a mother and a wife. That's the dialogue that she has for herself. They have a very, it seems that they have a very healthy relationship mm -hmm. dynamic in that regard. Another thing is I think that she got caught up in this time of men trying to paint these equivalencies. Like men are starting to respond to a lot of things differently these days. Men are trying to make it seem like, well, if this was a man oh. saying this, da 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 da. But they the show said that if Steph had to say it, this, women would be upset. But the reality is we live in a society full of double standards. And men come out on top of most of the double standards that exist. Yes. Even if men had this little dialogue that was, well, if this was a man, if this was a man who had said that, blah, blah, well, men always trying to fuck everybody. <laughs> what are you talking about? A man wouldn't say that in the context of being faithful. A man would just go fuck people. Okay? <laughs> people, like, men are acting like there's not a double standard, and now just because women want equality, it creates this whole dynamic where women and men should be on the equal same equal foot with everything no there's work to be done to get them there so i think she got caught up in this little like false equivalency mm -hmm. based culture that we have now that men are trying to paint um but my, my example for this is that she's not asking for a surplus of something nope she's speaking on the debt She's talking about what she doesn't have and referencing how that makes her feel. That don't mean she's asking for dudes to holler at her. That don't mean she's asking for dudes to want to bang her. That don't mean that she's asking for anything to be added. She's generally just giving her opinion on the debt. It's like when you go to a restaurant and you got that meal that you chosen is good and you see them bring another meal out to the table next to you. And that shit look delicious. <laughs> you don't you don't have to have that fucking meal. You got yours. You're okay with yours. Yours is actually good. You're just you're just having a moment about what you see versus what you have. And when she sees what her husband has mm -hmm. and she doesn't have it, especially in the context of a society where we have told women that their aesthetic 
is worth something. And the more men that gather around you because of that aesthetic makes you worth something. That's the value. Go to the stripper club and find somebody that's a part of the itty bitty titty committee <laughs> with little hams versus somebody <laughs> with a whole ham plate, two hams <laughs> and the big breastesses. Find out who the dudes is circling around. This is the kind of society that makes that girl want to go get butt injections and want to get a boob job. Whether it's fix a flat or whether it's actual fucking medical grade shit or not. Like, but, but we created the dynamic in our society by which women sometimes find their worth in how many men come after them. I'm going to quote a rapper, okay? Don't do this often, but T.I. <laughs> in a song with B.O.B. and Kendrick Lamar. It's called Memories Back Then. He basically did a whole top of this verse talking about this girl that always just was freaky and would just give it up to the whole squad. Mm -hmm. And at a certain point in the track, he says, then one day I just asked her, why you always give your ass up? I mean, damn, these hoes get paid. All you do is get laid. This shit don't add up. She said, Tip, all I want to do is feel love, even if I know it ain't real love. Even if I know a nigga only finna hit it and that and never call back, I still fuck. So I'm just pointing that out to say that we've created a society in which we find so much pleasure in a woman's aesthetic that sometimes even just to feel some of that love, she is willing to participate with men's shenanigans because of that. When that man don't think nothing of her and she think the world of that attention that she get from it. That's not even what Aisha Curry is experiencing. No. I'm just talking about the dynamic that we created to where a woman could in a successful marriage, wealthy, with a man that has everything, who is building her own brand, can look in the mirror and can look at what her husband uh, uh, gets from women and say, Dang, I don't get that. You know? But and that's not, all she's doing. She's just speaking on her experience of not having that, not saying, I want some more of it. And she's not seeking it out. I could see if this was a situation with a Kim Kardashian. And let me say this. Somebody commented under my video saying that, asking me if I didn't think that it was wrong for her to crave the attention. And when I brought up Kim Kardashian, he was like, that's... Um, she has nothing to do with this situation it does because one you using the word crave which is not what the fuck she said and people who crave things kim kardashian craves attention kim kardashian has built a brand whether you agree with it or not she's married to Kanye. she has her kids she is half naked all the goddamn time okay that is not even what Aisha Kirby is doing. And and people treated her as if it was the same thing. As if she out here, you know, with her ass and titties on display all the time, seeking out this attention. And she's not doing that. And not to mention, anybody who watched that, you notice how puffy she is because she just gave birth to Steph Curry's third child. And so because her body is different, I'm sure she's feeling very differently about herself in the context of being attractive and so this is probably something that even when she's at her fittest she may feel but i'm sure it's exacerbated by the fact that she's sitting on a panel of women in in a room where she's the biggest woman in the room and again it's because of this pregnancy it's because she just had a baby but in when you are 
looked at when women are looked at as, as far as appearance is concerned and your appearance changes regardless of whether or not you have a good reason there's a reason why there's this whole fucking snapback culture which is so unreasonable real women not real women regular average everyday women who have jobs okay and they have they actually have to take care of their kids and they don't have nannies that can take care of their kids while they go and just be in their fucking gym all the time that snapback shit don't happen but we create we have this culture of where it's the expectation that you have a baby and you're gonna get that baby weight off quick as fuck okay if you watched homecoming beyonce eight months <laughs> she had her babies and she eight months to dance to get back into the shape that she needed to be guess why beyonce could do that money she has a team around her that can watch her fucking kids while she's practicing while she's going to the gym while she's doing those things that average people can't and so even the snapback culture contributes to this where you are going to constantly be comparing yourself to other pregnant women who've had their baby and you're like damn i still got this gut she two days after she had the baby was out here looking snatched like it's just so many things that go into this and what she said doesn't mean that she's not happy with Steph it doesn't mean that she's not appreciative of the things that Steph being with him and not just monetarily although people was real fucking hung up he got all this money and give her everything and she still ain't happy not even just monetarily he seems like a, a pretty good guy from outside appearances she didn't say that she didn't care or wasn't happy with none of that shit and I don't, I just, it got turned into this big, huge fucking thing. Um, and I just. Well, let me add to, before you go into anything else. I that, wasn't going to say what she, uh, her, her response, the stealth response, but go ahead. Well, yeah, that's after what I'm finna say, oh, okay. because I actually watched the whole table talk mm -hmm. to get some context for what's going on. And Mama Curry actually said that she liked all the attention that Dale got. Mm -hmm. You know, she his said, dad, which is, which is Steph's dad. Steph's dad. Yeah. He like, she loved all the attention, like to be able to see her man being wanted by every other woman. And she is the one that have him. She liked that. But she also said that when they stepped over to becoming disrespectful, mm -hmm. that's what she had a problem with. That's when she would step in. Mm -hmm. And, um, Aisha just by comparison said, I don't like it. I don't like all the attention he get. And then she went into her thing. And then afterward, the response that JDM gave is that when you're dedicated to your husband, when you're dedicated to your family, it's not that that attention ain't there because it's there. You it's just dudes that's looking at you. Yeah. Your radar isn't registering that stuff because of the role that you've decided to adopt into your situation. All of us, I don't give a damn. If you don't believe that it's dudes looking at her, then you just in denial because the reality is you're a light-skinned woman in our society that has a, a, a fetish for light-skinned women. With hazel eye, whatever color her eyes are. If the, if the NBA ever had a reason to come to Alabama, she'll know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. Hell no. <laughs> because there's no professional shit in Alabama. Mm -mm. But if she came down here and walked through the mall, she'll know. <laughs> I ain't shut up. God, Even terrible. if she had a mask over her eyes and people didn't know who she was for real, like she would, uh, she would see. But uh, she don't like the way that they explained it is that they didn't have those radars on, mm -hmm. you know, as as women, and she just is overlooking that. And I think just seeing him have it all the time just made her speak on the deficit. That's mm -hmm. it, you know. 
I can talk about the debt I'm in without me wanting to go and stab up Sally Mae, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, man, I'm in this debt, man. This is how they did Aisha Curry. If I say I'm in this debt, man, I got so much money to pay back to Sally Mae, niggas would be like, and they said he gonna go fuck Sally Mae up, bro. He gonna go gut their ass because they owe him money. He said he ain't finna pay that shit. Period. I ain't say none of that shit. All I said was I got debt. You don't know what the fuck my interpretation of that is. I ain't give it. That's what happened. So this was her response. Uh, this is me throwing. Oh, there's a picture of her throwing some spanks. Which, if you don't know what spanks is, is what women wear to make themselves look smoother. If you got lumps and bumps, it helps. Spanks is whoopings for white people. <laughs> the fuck, I hate you. Uh, this is a this is me throwing a pair of spanks in a Mary uh, Marie Kondo esque bin. I don't even know what that is. Does it spark joy? I have never been one to cage my feelings and emotions to any capacity. I am human. It brings me pure joy to speak my mind, be vulnerable at times, and to know myself inside out. Seeing as how it's Mental Health Awareness Month, I really wanted to take time to encourage everyone to speak their truth, regardless of perception, fitting into a mold, or offending someone because it's your truth. And that's okay. If what I'm not afraid to say out loud about being a 30 year old mama of three helps another woman like me feel. Feel like they're not the that they're not alone and not the only one with an insecurity because we all have them don't play then that makes all of this hoopla worth it if you get a chance to watch the actual red table talk and not the headlines and the rumors please do there is so much more depth to the talk and our family is grateful to jada pika smith for giving us the opportunity to bond together as women let's continue to uplift empower and not suppress and compress our feelings and thoughts as fleeting as some of them may be Love to all of you. Go find your joy and speak your truth unapologetically. So that's what she said. Okay. And so then there was the niggas that was like, well, I bet Steph ain't feeling it. I bet Steph felt some kind of way. I bet Steph is mad about this. And of course, when he responded and it was something positive, he just saying that to save face. He really upset because niggas ain't going to believe it. But whatever. This is what he had to say. He posted a picture of him and her and he said, proud of you for being authentic and putting yourself out there, not being afraid of the potential bullshit and nonsense that that could and did come at you way more positive than negative with all of this. Keep being you. I love you. That was his response. You know, I, and again, I just, you know, somebody asked me, well, if, if, if your husband was out here wondering if, if women still find him attractive, would you be mad? No, it's, if we, have we been married forever? Like, I just, him wondering if he's still attractive to other people does not mean that he loves me any less. It does not mean that he is not happy with me. It means he's a human being who knows that he didn't put on weight, who knows that his headline said goodbye 10 years ago, and knows that I love him despite all of them shits. But he want to know if he still got it potentially out here. And that's fine. Like, <laughs> as long as he ain't out here fucking other bitches and out here, you know, doing bullshit that he shouldn't be doing, if he get a compliment when he's out and that makes him feel good, I'm not going to take that away from that nigga. I'm not going to be like, oh, that bitch say something and it's fine. I say something and it don't matter. Like, what? It <laughs> well, let me, let me say this. Especially for guys that are married or in relationships. Um, the things I've heard leaves a very limited set of things your woman can do 
if she has specific insecurities and things that she has in her mind that's not popular. Because a lot of men were saying that, oh, man, my woman wouldn't say that out loud because, you know, or in no group setting or on TV because, yeah, you know, yeah. that's a problem that's embarrassing. But also, I imagine that if your woman told you that, you know, because she see you getting attention while you're out and she don't get none, she feel a certain type of way. I feel that would go bad for her too. Yeah. So you what you care about these other niggas? Why you care about exactly. what they think? So you're creating a situation where you're telling your woman, don't tell nobody out there what you're going through if it will embarrass me. Don't tell me what you're going through if it will make me upset. And just deal with what's going on. Basically. And that's what happened with a lot of men who was having this conversation like i hope the women in your lives wasn't hearing what you were saying because you paint her into a corner uh where she can't even have a dialogue with you about it she can't speak openly about it and she just has to contain these insecurities that she have that from a therapist letting you know this is only going to get worse and only going to cause her more internal yep. struggle that it will cost you to just listen to what she's experiencing and find out how you can help that. And I'm pretty sure from Steph Curry hearing that, he tried to find out what he can do to help his wife. You know? And again, this was a moment in time. I don't feel like every single day she wakes up, this is the way that she feels. Like, this shit is a moment that she is feeling this way. And it's not... I just... The response was just way I was so surprised. Like as and I shouldn't be because humans, but I was just like, really niggas? Like y'all are this y'all are really ready to die on this hill about this shit? Like it's not that deep. Is it that deep? Why is it that deep for you? I just don't understand. Niggas downhills every day, B. <laughs> the nigga talking about them eyebrows could have had another day. He could. He could have had another he day could've. if he would have just went and read. When a woman tells me something, really, when anybody tells me something I don't know, it's it's a couple of areas where I know my shit. Yeah. You start talking to me about computers and building and yes. uh, components and stuff, I'm confident about what I'm talking about. Yes. You start talking to me about counseling and mental health, unless you're presenting some new research and some new things that I, I haven't really, you know, researched, I'm pretty confident. Anything outside of them realms, even in those realms, if you tell me something that is outside of my knowledge enough where I can't say I'm certain that that's true, I'd be like, well, maybe I'm wrong. I, I can say that. <laughs> I say it all the time. Well, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I need to look. do my research. Yeah. Let me go look some stuff. And up that's the part. That was the, it wasn't even the fact that he said it because it was stupid. And in my mind, I was like, really? But it would have been fine had he just been like, oh, shit, okay. Because I, I didn't say stupid shit before. I didn't believe stupid things that I had to go look up and be like, damn, Red, what the fuck? Why would you even think this? <laughs> I play as fuck up all the time. I tripped up the stairs last week, okay? Fell on my ass. I didn't see it, but I heard it. <laughs> and he was walking ahead of me, and so all he, he went by the all time. All I heard was... <laughs> I was like, I turned around and she was holding her knee on the floor like Peter Griffin on some. <laughs> she was on that shit. I really was. For five minutes. I fucking hurt my knee. I'm old. Listen, players fuck up. So, like, I wasn't even upset that he said it, but the fact that he was so aggressive when I was like, no, it's because it is. Well, I don't understand why you think that that makes more sense than what I said. Because it fucking does. What you talking about? 
Man, listen, it, I'm going to tell y'all something. It, there is a lot of value to be found in saying you're right to your mate. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of value in admitting when you're wrong that you're wrong. And you're going to be wrong sometimes. You are. Don't <laughs> act like you ain't wrong. <laughs> Admit it. It, it hurts. Listen, it don't feel good. It don't. I hate but it. But it helps the relationship dynamic. To be able to do it when it needs to be done. I always tell the couples that I work with, you don't need to have a win-lose. You don't need to have a win-lose perception when you're looking at your relationship. Like winning an argument, in, in order for there to be a winner, somebody got to fucking lose. And is this at the end of the day more important than your fucking relationship? I mean, if it is, then go ahead, Godspeed. But... It's problem solving. You want to both walk away where you still happy with this person. It is not for you to win shit all the time. And if you have that kind of perception, again, in order for there to be a winner, there is going to be a loser. Who the fuck likes to be a loser? And who likes to be a loser all the time? So if you have this win mentality with your mate all the time, you're going to have some problems. You are. Admit when you're wrong, the shit going to happen. It's fine. It's all right. We fuck up. We all fuck up. I, again, I fell up the stairs, not down the stairs, which I feel like is somehow worse because I don't even know how the fuck I did this. <laughs> I was just walking along and then the next thing I know, boom, flip back on my back, holding my knee because I hit my fucking if knee on the way down. you fall upstairs, the likeliness <laughs> of you surviving a fall downstairs is not. <laughs> I think you would die <laughs> or end up paralyzed. <laughs> I've fallen down the stairs before, but it was because of Kingston. When Kingston was a puppy, and this shit, he made me so fucking mad. I used to have, I he he only has retractable leashes now, but at the time I just had one of them regular leashes because he was little. So I was holding him and I had the leash in my hand and he wiggling around because he, you know, he's like, oh, we're going outside. Oh God, outside. So the end of the leash fell and I stepped on that hole and I slipped. <laughs> This is when I was at Village Green, actually. And you know, I'm a concrete steps. Yep. My ass hit all. I had to sit on a donut. I was working at 911 at the time. I literally, I fucking bruised my tailbone. I get to the bottom of the stairs. I'm talking about blind. I can't even see. I've never experienced blinding pain before that <laughs> moment. <laughs> I couldn't even fucking see. I'm just. Your kidney stones one blinding pain? It wasn't. It was like you a. You could see. Yeah, but it was awful. <laughs> It, the kidney stones was worse pain, but the the bruise in my tailbone was blinding pain. Like I'm, I literally for a second could not see. And this little nigga, because he didn't fall, I'm, and I'm cradling him. Part of the reason that I fell so hard, I'm trying to, cause he little, I'm trying to make sure his ass okay. This nigga's like, let's go run, and I'm ready to go outside now. Like, bitch, I can't move. Like, what are you doing? Nobody saw you. No, thank God nobody was outside. So I got to sit. I, it took me about 15. I had to just, and I had to go to work that day. I called in because I couldn't fucking, I had to sit there for about 15 minutes because I couldn't move. And then I still, he still got to pee. I can't take him back inside without him peeing because then I might have a piss smelling apartment and my ass is going to still be hurting. And I had to go and let somebody look at my ass to make sure I hadn't broke nothing. It hurt. That's one of so the things where when you see it happen, you gotta just start running full speed to try to help. <laughs> like if a if an old woman finna step out in the street and you see a car coming, but she don't like it's one of them things where you oh sweet Jesus, let me oh I can't make it because you about to see some bullshit. Yeah, happen. look, I I went and got him a retractable leash that day, so that shit never happened again <laughs> because I was like, this will never ever happen to me again. So I fallen. That's the only other time I've fallen. 
down where stairs were concerned. I didn't fail in other places, but like when stairs are concerned, one up, one down. Then I'm, I hadn't, I can't remember any other instances, but I've fallen in other places. But you still, you still haven't seen me fall, so it's okay. You heard me fall, so you know what me falling sounds like. You don't know what it looks like. I don't want to see you fall. <laughs> I don't pray for my haters' downfall. I'm a hater now. That's just one of the, what I wanted to say. <laughs> What you got, nigga? <laughs> What's your um, story? Man, I got way too many stories. I don't. It's oh uh, yeah. I'm know. sure we don't have a ton of time. <laughs> uh, we still got an hour left. Really? Yeah. Damn. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've been talking like, a long damn, time. <laughs> anyway, which one of these stories did I read? Read. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, because um. Philando Castile's mother wipes out school lunch debt, continuing son's legacy. That was awesome. I saw that. That was fantastic. That was awesome. It's fucked up that she had to. But these kids were not about to be able to graduate. Over some over school lunch money. School lunch money. And the calculation of how many families she helped was about $27 per family. What the fuck? You gonna not let a motherfucker graduate because of twenty seven dollars for that nasty ass lunchroom pizza that you serve? Like really? Our lunchroom pizza was delicious. I was disgusting. And I used to we had like a group of girls who for whatever reason, every time we had pizza, they would go get Thousand Island dressing and drizzle it over the pizza and eat that shit together. That make me not even want to eat my pizza. I already wasn't excited about this shit because it's not the greatest. And then now I got to look at you do this nasty shit and still eat my pizza. Thanks. School lunch is a classist ass system, boy. <laughs> classist <laughs> as fuck. Like, first off, you got free, reduced, and full price lunch. Okay. Now, you don't really know who got that. No. Just based on the experience. But our school cafeteria had sweet tea and ice cream. And the same kids that wore the joints had sweet tea and ice cream <laughs> every day. And I'm just sitting here with my regular white milk. <laughs> and we, me and my brother used to eat free lunch until my mama got married to my stepdad. And then we had to pay reduced lunch. It was cheap, though. But we still didn't have enough money to do it all the time. My friend Mike never had his parents. He was like top tier. And what I consider top tier was his mama made him a bomb ass lunch every day. He had a thermos and shit. Like he never had to eat whatever the fuck. So like whatever day we were all dreading like, oh, don't nobody want to eat that. He never had to worry about that because his mom was packing him a lunch every fucking day with a thermos or whatever he wanted See, to See, imagine how high of a standard that he got for his women now. <laughs> feel like if I have daughters, I need to just disappoint them periodically. <laughs> just to make sure they have a, a decent gauge. A realistic standard. <laughs> yeah, just a realistic standard. <laughs> just like, let my lady know, look, I'm going I'm to tell them I'm going to do something today, but I ain't going to do it. <laughs> because they need to understand that disappointment from a man happens. Because I can't control these niggas out here, but I can control their expectations. Okay? Yeah. It's Ms. for the best. Miss Polly, because uh, he was my best. He still, I mean, I wouldn't call him my best friend because we don't talk. We just really now, you get older. He done got married. He on his second child. We kind of exchanged happy birthday text messages and like, 
he'll invite me to a baby shower or something but he was my best friend so like both his his dad's name was mansfield never met another person with that that was his his first first name name? mansfield what kind of name i don't know (laughs) he's the only mansfield i've ever known mansfield and polly miss polly my man's mansfield (laughs) i had a friend whose mom's name was polly and i had another friend her mama name was molly wait 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 Let's find out how my man's man's feel feel about it. <laughs> oh man, so many shit you man's fit Mansfield McGee. Mansfield McGee was his last name. I don't know why his parents named him that, but and then my, he named his son Michael. But um, but Which yeah, is a regular name Michael. Miss Polly May he had a lunch every day with a thermos, and so like you know we had we just had milk i don't even we didn't have like sweet tea options i don't remember that we did but mike would have a thermos of kool-aid a hawaiian punch or whatever the fuck he wanted and like these bomb ass like like uh, sandwiches and shit like his his lunch was always great and everybody was always like look at mike ass over there just fucking fucking thermos and shit He was hating like a bitch. We hated him. Because <laughs> he never shared. He never wanted to switch with you. Like, he, if you be like, hey, don't you want to have some pizza today? No. Why would I want to do that? Uh, because just sometimes. Because you want yes. it. Yes. It's like <laughs> going to the bank and just being like, hey, let's swap. You know, I got some old movie tickets. Just give me $3,000 because I want it. Shut the fuck up. Mike. Before I call the police on your ass, get out of here. <laughs> Mike never swapped. No matter what we were having, Mike always. I want to swap either. He always ate the lunch his mom brought, but that's crazy. Like twenty seven dollars is worth a child not graduating. Fuck out of here. The school system is like, you know, I really, really. Rick and Morty has a very you know extreme version of looking at school. When is it coming back? I have no idea. Fuck. Now you're gonna be thinking about it. Yes. But anyway, he like. <laughs> Man, fuck school. You go, oh, yeah. you go to the class, and the person at the front say what's two plus two, and everybody raise the hand and one say four, four and <laughs> you gotta have to go to the bathroom and like fuck school, Morty. We're not trying to do school. School ain't shit. You can learn more from hanging out with me. Exactly, like school as a system is garbage. <laughs> it's like preparing you to sit down and do a nine to five. You spend the whole early part of your life preparing to be a part of doing some shit till you 65, and then you can retire too old to do shit. Yep, pretty much. You know, that. Like there are so many more exciting ways that we can have this system, but nope. And not only that, but when you go eat a garbage-ass lunch and you got to pay for it and you fuck around and get behind, the school will tell you, okay, you owe money, you can't graduate. Because how much of a dick would you be if you tell a kid, oh, I'm sorry, your account is done, you can't eat, go sit down. <laughs> that tray you just fixed, put it in the trash, because we'd rather have it in the trash than you eating it. <laughs> it's sad. So I imagine that, I wonder if the school have a rule that you can't keep a kid from eating but you could just tally up their balance and then force the parents to have to pay they it before they take, graduate they probably take the food from them kids they probably let them kids eat their food man that w- that's the only way you can have a balance is to still be getting the product but not be paying for it maybe i don't know but i just feel like i wish they would tell me oh i flipped the next two trays behind me straight up in the air boy <laughs> y'all lost two for that one <laughs> <laughs> Niggas, you just lost one. <laughs> I've been uh, listening to Lauren Hill too. 
I just start doing that shit and what I start doing the robot done. like the dude in Dave Chappelle show. <laughs> what you really came from? <laughs> what you done done? <laughs> Such a bum bum. Yes, Lord. Um. So you know that there is Florida man. Florida man. Everybody knows about Florida man. Yeah, he be tripping. He be tripping. Did you know that there's Florida woman? I would imagine it has to be. There is Florida woman. So I just wanted to read you some of the Florida woman headlines. Fuck, they done did. Florida woman arrested after sex and her dogs. After what? Having sex with her dogs. Okay. That's, uh, you know. Florida woman beats up husband. Florida woman beats up husband after finding his dildo. Oh, damn. Why she beat him up? <laughs> Did she beat him up? Would yeah. you beat him up? I would just leave. Like, that's weird. I would leave. Like, that can't. We, how we go on after that? Like, why do you have a Y'all dildo? Y'all both use it. No. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Florida woman named Kitty steals neighbor's dog. <laughs> they just, boy, the people who be making these damn, these who be naming them. Yeah. Like her name being Kitty don't make no damn difference <laughs> in this shit. Her stealing this dog, but it makes for a good headline. Florida woman how meth goes on Walmart scooter rampage. How the fuck should she do that? They don't make fast. <laughs> rampage I, is like oversell. <laughs> so uh more like spree. Well, I guess. Yeah, a spree. It she went on a spree. That how about that? <laughs> But Florida, I said all that to say Florida is the place, it's like America's asshole. It's where nobody needs to go. And I feel like we need to do like Bugs Bunny did in that cartoon and just cut it off and let it float away. There's Some always people like, bullshit. Like happening. having their groceries ate. What's your next story? Because I'm not going to do this with you today. Why not? I'm not doing this with you today. I just want to let the world know that if my lady would like her groceries ate, who am I to say no? What's your next story? <laughs> I'm not doing this with you today. Who am I to say no? A Spanish civil servant skips work for six years and no one notices. How do you not go to work for six years and nobody fucking realize? He still get paid for them six he years? He won. Let me tell y'all how he won. Joe Quinn Garcia is a 69-year-old Spanish civil servant that was I don't know what that really means but he was employed as an engineer by the municipal water board in Spain where his job was to supervise a wastewater treatment plant and he was on the payroll <laughs> and at some point the man who hired him was like where where the fuck is Joe Quinn I ain't seen him in a while is he has he retired or has he died and they were gonna give him a 20 year reward for dedicated services and they started looking into what's going on and the dude in the office across from him said I ain't seen him it turns out he ain't been to work in 6 years and still been getting paid now this is how he wins he wins because the statute of limitation allows the job to only recoup $30,000 $30,000 now I imagine he making nearly 6 figures in a job as an engineer and he only got to pay back $30,000. Win. Win, 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 win. Fuck everything else. Bruh, so, bruh, One, that is winning. I feel like every day he wake up, he was like, I win, 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 no matter what. <laughs> I don't step up in the building. <laughs> That's what wow. he say when he wake up. Hell no. 
Um, we talk about. I got this. a friend that bought an Xbox from a pawn shop that was still connected to whoever's account was system system sharing with it, uh-huh. and it bought every new game that came out. Wow, games would just be downloading on his system as they came out, and 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 he bought a new Xbox. Like, why the fuck you buy a new Xbox? Why did he buy a new Your Xbox? Xbox come with perks. His Xbox was amazing. I wish the fuck my Xbox would. I ain't gotta I'm, pay for it. I ain't gonna do nothing. Still to this day. <laughs> to this day. To this day. <laughs> he still got games downloaded on his system. Like, boy, you had to use that old Xbox until his shit. You ain't got no answer. <laughs> um. I, you know, I was just bringing up this. Um, I was just bringing up this as a contrast to one how all this rat race we got to do. <laughs> so when I hear somebody winning against a corporate system, even if it's bullshit, I mean, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Good job, Mister Garcia. Look, I wish I could. I hope you got that thirty thousand. I hope you ain't miss spending that shit, and then now it's gonna fuck up your life. <sighs> that is amazing. Uh, we talked about this nigga that got these twins both pregnant, right? We right. talked about him before. So apparently they got a show in the works. And I just want to talk about how fucked up that is. The same way I was against Rest His Soul, Shawty Lowe having that show called All My Baby Mamas. This is not no shit that needs to be given a fucking show. This don't need to be given a platform. This is disgusting. These kids are going to have the exact same DNA. Do you realize that the twins have the same? Like, it's it's disgusting. And I don't know what, who is giving him the show. I don't know what, I don't know where this show going to be at. But, like, this part of our culture, I hate. I What's hate. the show again? What's what show? What is it? They're gonna just have a show about him being the dad of the two, the twin, the, their relationship, and the fact that the pre- the twins are pregnant at the same time and following their. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's gonna cater to. Uh, it's gonna cater to those alternative relationship lifestyles. <sighs> this, polyamory. This don't make it like that. I didn't see them and be like, you know what. I need to get in a polyamorous <laughs> Like that did not make me be like that. Shit looked like fun. Like because yeah, you're a woman. Dudes looked at it like God damn that's a play. <laughs> oh shit! How he get them? They moderately attractive, <laughs> and that's enough for me. If you get two, two fives equal ten. Kanye, ha ha. Like I really don't know what rapper said that. I think Kanye said something similar. I just. I, again, when sh- when they announced that shit, I was so glad that people boycotted and shorty low, shorty low didn't get that show because my nigga, that's terrible that you got nine baby. I can't even remember how many baby mamas and children he had. It was a lot. And here's the thing, and I I was having this conversation with some of my coworkers the other day. The reason why I'm against people having a bunch of kids, whether you married or not, even if you have the money, because I mean, shorty low wasn't you know he wasn't Jay Z, but he had a little money but even if you have money you cannot adequately give the affection the love the attention that a child needs when you got nine of them in your fucking house and then when they not in your house and they spread amongst a bunch of houses those kids are going to have deficits that you are not going to be able to feel because of the circumstances in which they were born in you had the the 19 kids and counting you see how fucked up a lot of them kids are he had the money to take care of them but as parents you do not you're not able to give them 
that affection and that quality time if you got nine kids running around you all the one fucking person you can't it's not possible it's not possible so they're gonna be deficits in those children because of that even if you had the money to take care of them it's still irresponsible and it's still unfair to them kids for you to bring them in a situation where it's 19 of them hoes <laughs> or whatever but the case know, may be but you can neglect your children better <laughs> You might not be able to tend to all of their needs, but you could be the best neglectful parent that you, you can, can be. Be the most amazing neglectful exactly. parent. Exactly. Like <laughs> it's a difference between neglecting your kids by saying, Shut up, that's why I didn't want your little black ass shut the fuck up <laughs> and just not saying anything. <laughs> I mean, by comparison, one is better than the other. But you can even be better than not saying anything in the moments that that kid is around you outside of your desire, because we good and damn well know you ain't want them to be right there. But when they there, you can say something positive. You got that hair like your mama. You, you, you. When you put it together, it look like something. <laughs> That's you know what I'm saying. Like you, with nine kids, you know you can't tend to you, every single issue. You can't. But you can be the best neglectful parent that you can. That should not be your goal. It be a be good a parent. Goal. Listen, but everybody ain't gonna be a good parent. <laughs> everybody ain't gonna be a good parent. We had this conversation. Shorty low soul crack, okay? He did. We have to we have to make sure we manage our expectations appropriately. <laughs> all right? He sold crack. He got nine <sighs> kids. The best he can be is a decent neglectful father. Shout out to all, right? all my haters. Yeah. Rest in peace, Shorty Low. <laughs> but in people who are in a similar situation, the best you can be is a good neglectful father. Just be there. And when one kid is in front of you, do something positive that they're going to remember. So they can say, my daddy was, you know, he was all right. Daddy. When he was there, he was great. <laughs> he was all right. He was pretty all right. He never said nothing to, to make me mad. He ain't beat me. You know, he, he was, when he was there, he was okay. <laughs> you know? Meanwhile, he, he smelled like crack, but you know, he was all right. Meanwhile, these kids going to be cousins and siblings. Like, and. I had a client who, and I, it's it's always so funny when when people start telling you they story and they leave stuff out and then they put they drop like a bomb and act like they didn't say what they just said and it's like wait a wait back up back it up wait a minute what she was <laughs> she was fighting with her sister and her sister her kids had gotten taken and she was like you know she couldn't understand why her sister was so hateful. And we kept talking, kept talking, and you know her sister got kids, and her sister uh, wasn't the greatest of moms, and she, you know, I was like, okay, well, is the dad involved? She's like, well, I mean, he is involved as I let him be. Wait, why do you have something to do with with how his involvement? Well, because you know, he, he, him and I got together after he wasn't with her no more. So she was living with her sister her sister allowed her to come and stay with her <laughs> and when she left she left with the man and had kids by him so their kids <laughs> have are, are connected to each other in multiple ways and i was like that would have been important to know you've been sitting up here talking all of this shit about your sister not telling me that you not only did you take her nigga and ma he married her he didn't the sister never could get him to marry her he married her my client and they had kids together that's a reason for your sister to be fucking mad at you bitch what are you talking about you know i don't 
I'm pretty certain I don't have the highest IQ. <laughs> okay. And I'm saying that because, like, when you said that, it just made me realize how stupid some people are. Like, yeah. she don't understand <laughs> no. why her sister might be... Feel some type of way about this whole yeah, situation. Yeah, like, so no. she ain't com- computing. No. Um, but I was at the park the other day at a mental health fair, and I was looking around at all these people who supposed to be smart and intelligent and got these high roles, and I'm like, all those people are smart, but I feel like I got efficient intelligence. <laughs> I feel like I like I feel like with what intelligence I have, I work that bitch like Tetris. I put all that shit in the right space. Like the most efficient like I feel like some people just don't You're the Prius of intellect. I wouldn't use a Prius to Well well it's efficient. It's not, you know, it uses what it's just gas efficient. Well yeah. Go on. I know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's where you want to go with it. Yeah. I'm, I got a Prius of intelligence. It's just what I'm saying is, you know how some people can't play Tetris. Yes. Some people like they just they put one of the big sticks across at the top, so now you can't access a lot of yes, the bottom. Yes. I hate watching people play that can't play. Why I, would you do that? I don't know, but I feel like it's people out here, or who are living like that. Even if me and them got the same IQ, the idea that they can't efficiently yeah. adopt and adapt to their environment. I just be like, how do you not? I don't understand. You're stupid. You're like, you're not smart. Trying to get and, her. And if you are smart, because clearly you're a nurse and mm-hmm. you graduated high school and you that means there's something else fucking missing. <laughs> You're not able to make the use of the intelligence that you have in different contexts because sensibilities would tell you that in our society, if you take away somebody that you knows loved one, <laughs> whether it's a mate whether you kill them yeah. or whether you isolate them somehow, you're going to be hated. Yeah. The fact that you don't understand why or that you're, well, you, it benefits you to be in denial. It's been enough time. Why are you still upset about this? <laughs> because every time I got to see him, I got to see your ass and these kids. And now my kids have cousins and siblings that are the same fucking people, bitch. Do you know how fucking, that's just. <laughs> what he thought was he was finna get one of them, uh, sister wife situation i guess he thought but he thought, he thought wrong yeah, nah. didn't happen they weren't with it so he ended up with the one that he married and he's you know had her but she could not understand the animosity that her sister had towards her in that situation and she was like i didn't really do it you know i came in and and their relationship was already bad okay but you didn't have to fuck him that didn't mean what does that mean like you didn't help the situation like don't act like because you didn't create the original problem that you are not part of it now (laughs) like you can't do that like but she just you know could not believe it and couldn't understand it so i will not be watching whatever this little fuck ass show is whatever they end up naming it because i just don't want to give credence to this type of shit and i just it ain't even nothing for me to watch it's not even entertaining it's sad to me it is sad that these two young girls that are sisters that are twins feel like this is okay like they are proudly parading around social media with this raggedy nigga who i guarantee you 
work at Popeye's or some shit. He's sitting out here making multiple children that he can't fucking take care of because he looked like that type of nigga. And now, yeah, okay, he gonna get the money from this fucking show, but by embarrassing all three of you and the children when they come into this picture. Like, nigga, bye. I won't be watching that shit. Fuck them. Um, What year is it? It's 2019. Okay. Have you heard of the movie Laquisha? <laughs> you are lying. There is not a movie named Laquisha. You are fucking lying. I'm what? telling you the truth. Why is there a, about what? What if I told you that the movie Laquisha was about a white bartender that gives such good advice that he applied to be a radio show host and got denied until a black lady told him that if you're a black woman, you get the job. And he decided to pretend to be a black woman named Laquisha. And he got the job and he passed off as a black woman doing a radio show as a white man. So it's a racist Mrs. Doubtfire? Is that what you're telling me? I'm going to play the entire trailer on here because I want everybody... There's a trailer? What? There is what? a trailer. Wait, what year is this movie from? This movie ain't even out yet. They making this today? Now? Get the fuck out of here. What? <laughs> I want you to hear this, okay? I'm listening. I can't wait. You always seem to say the right thing to just the right person. What's your secret? I'm really just talking to myself. I don't charge for my advice. Well, you should, because it was amazing. I saw this, and I thought of you. You will be a hit in no time. Welcome to the Joe Show. I submitted myself to a radio station for my own show. Well, congratulations. They rejected me. Well, congratulations, then. You weren't right for your own show? Jason skipped it. You need to get the money for this school. 13000 a semester? That's who needs their own show. If I was a black woman, I'd be perfect. She's brilliant. I know. The biggest thing in radio. But I still need my anonymity. You nervous? It's not a crime. It's theater. You love with Loquisha. What's your problem? Hi, Loquisha. It's free. Oh, I ain't talking to you. Not the way you sound. Next caller. You go, girl. You just be good to her. If you good to yourself, you can be good to others. Don't be too good because the police will come around. <laughs> yeah. Where did you get this? I got another job. Doing what? Consulting work. What the hell would you know about being a white guy anyway? I know quite a bit. Loquisha is a real role model for every African-American woman on this planet. It's like the whole city has a Quisha mania. I am Loquisha, officer. What was that? I think I might be a black woman trapped in a white man's body. You need to talk to Loquisha. Just because she's a woman and a black person doesn't mean that she doesn't understand. Is this really happening? I'm on a bridge above the river and I'm going to jump. But thanks for calling. Enjoy your jump. I got to start listening to her. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You have got to be kidding me. What the fuck? Who, what studio, what director, what actresses and actors signed on for this motherfucking project? The whole thing was offensive. His, in, 
reputation of a sassy black woman. I, <sighs> the things that he was saying, and you didn't get to see some of the imagery. One of it just showed two black women yelling at each other on a talk show. And that's when he said, if I was a black woman, <laughs> it was about him needing money for his son to go to some private school. <laughs> I don't even. So he pretended to be a black woman. Name tricked, Laquisha. Name Laquisha tricked white men into thinking that she was a black. He was a black woman named Laquisha. Got a radio show in which he subsequently tricked all the black people in the whole community. And stay anonymous. Now I'm sure something gonna happen in the show. Like the movie won't be all right to me unless he's dead at the end. Okay, because somebody who was fooled Did kills him. Somebody really say you go girl. That was a statement that I heard that. Yeah. Somebody said that in 2019. You see why I asked you what year it was? <laughs> <laughs> I understand this shit from 2001, maybe. I 2002 kind of maybe no 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 maybe the 90s yeah you 90s. not even the the 2000s back in the 90s, 90s that's maybe. when they were bringing out movies like the great white hype and yeah. white man can't jump I can see this for back then because white people was bold enough to do shit like this I hate you for for not even listen y'all normally he talk about his stories okay and I have some preparation he ain't said shit. I've never heard of this before this moment. And I am so upset. I'm so angry because it's so bad. What the fuck? And listen, I don't want nobody to come in and say shit about, well, black people did white chicks. I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear that shit. Please don't do that. I can't. The stereo. The, oh, it's just full of bad. It's just full of bad. How did you find this? I found it somehow. Uh, I saw an article. Actually, let me tell you something. I saw it scrolling by, <laughs> and it said from the directors of the Green Book and the director of some other show or some other movie, LaQuisha. I said, this can't be fucking real. <laughs> the Green Book got so much shit from black people because it was a white savior movie. LaQuisha, that's clearly a joke. And I just kept going. And I saw it again, an article. <laughs> I was like, hold on. I put LaQuisha movie in it and saw the trailer. I was like, this shit real. Whoa. I, I don't even know what to say. I wish y'all saw her. I wish y'all saw her while she was listening to that damn trailer. I wish y'all could see what she what? was doing. What? Because in my she mind. She was breaking down, boy. Every time they said one of them cliche shits. You go, girl. What? And this is the worst part of it, man. Somebody named this movie LaQuisha. Like, they named it a stereotypical black ghetto name. I just don't understand. So here goes some Twitter responses. You know how black Twitter get. Is everything broken today? Did I just not wake up? Why is everything so weird? Did I die? Am I dead? It's hell full of weird tweets about Ben Shapiro's tweets, a remake of Soul Man called Laquisha and debates on bathing. Next person. There are clearly much bigger fish to fry in the Loquacious situation, but I would like to add the fact that Loquacious is clearly a spin on Loquacious because the characters talk radio hosts to it growing list of crimes. 
I don't know what that means. Loquacious is talkative, isn't it? Doesn't loquacious mean talkative? Loquacious. You're very loquacious. I think it's a word that means talkative. Oh. Okay. But I think they just picked Laquisha because it's a stereotypical it black a, fucking name. And look, let me tell you how they spell it. L-O-Q-U-E-E-S-H-A. What in the fuck? <laughs> you didn't even spell it in the traditional way. There is a traditional way to spell Laquisha. That ain't it. <laughs> There's a traditional way to spell an untraditional name. Oh, Jesus. I, I hadn't even got to the worst part for you yet. Hold on. Tariq Nasheed. This LaQuisha garbage, which is simply a continuation of the Amos and Andy anti-black menstrual tradition of systemic white supremacy, is further reason why black Americans need Americans need reparations. Uh, Patton Oswalt. I think the LaQuisha movie trailer is fake. I hope it's fake, but I think it's fake. But maybe three years in hell world, so who knows anymore? <laughs> um. Okay, so fuck Jeremy Seville. Fuck this LaQuisha movie. Fuck the black people agreeing to be in this movie. Yes. Fuck every single person involved and fuck Jeremy Seville. Yes. Uh, we see white people do this often. Use black fishing, blackface to disguise as minorities to occupy spaces that they don't belong in when white privilege isn't enough. LaQuisha. Hashtag LaQuisha. Uh, sassy black woman is typically fat and dark skinned. That's done on purpose. How many sassy black women characters can you name that are light skinned? And now I'm going to show you the the cover of the movie. Okay. Um, it's a white man, Jeremy Seville, holding a black woman's decapitated head as if he's taking the head off of his own head. Get the fuck. What the fuck is this? What is? <laughs> I need y'all to go look up LaQuisha movie. The watch the trailer and see the cover. And see. What is that? And, and, and just help me understand why the fuck this is happening. Why in, is this a thing? In 2019. What is? This is what I be talking about. Why is this something that somebody had to tell him not to fucking do? Why is this not something that you know that's just not okay to do? Nobody uh, should have to be saying, hey, this shit is racist. Hey, this is not a good look. Nobody should have to fucking say it. It's obvious. You, you fraudulently apply for a job as a black person at a radio station. As a white person, in a time when black women are overtly being more deeply oppressed than any other group out here and that's just in the movie in reality you wrote a movie about all of these things happening directed it edited it and put it out to be released and thought that was okay there are too many people this shit had to, to squirt by i said squirt by <laughs> this is not the right word skirt skirt by <laughs> In order to get here. And somebody should have said, no, no, bad Jeremy, bad director, bad studio. No, sit, sit. Good boy. Here's a treat. Throw that in the trash. As a white man, he was told no. And his solution was not to accept that you didn't get this goddamn job. Your solution was to go and pretend to be a black person to take this job that was not given to you on its face. I have no words for how ridiculous 
I I think I'm having a stroke right now. <laughs> it's bad. And I was trying to think in my head, how can they save this movie? How can they make this move? Like a part of me was thinking, what if he roasted the shit out of white people? Like Charlemagne do on the Breakfast Club, Still. and then I was like, <laughs> "Still would be okay. That wouldn't be okay. No. That would not because it'll make black folks come off to be racist as fuck. Exactly by roast, white people. Roast like, white people as your white self. That that has more of an impact than you doing it as somebody black. So that wouldn't work. <laughs> and then I was like, "Well, what if he just die at the end? Somebody like, needs to kill his ass. But it's, it's a whole bunch of black people co-signing in this movie. Like, why do black people in this movie just say, like, they can only get people who don't nobody know to do this movie. Ain't nobody recognizable in this damn movie. I would never sign on to do a movie like this. Like, how do you in good conscience do this? Like, like, listen, I'm not the best black person all the time, okay? I'm not the best black person. I'm not the best advocate. I still eat that Chick-fil-A, okay? I'm a LB, I talked about this hey, last Pete Buttigieg said that he does not approve of the way that they treat the LGBT community, but he does approve of their chicken. The chicken's delicious, okay? It's very good. So, listen, I be a, black, a bad black person, but not, this is like unfounded levels of being a horrible black person how do you get in this movie and be like okay with it you think this movie will get hate watched i hope not i don't want to fucking see it like i wouldn't i can't i can't imagine sitting down and watching this shit and i've hate watched stuff before but this uh no first of all it doesn't even sound like a good concept on its face like it's not something that take out the racist shit it's not something that i would have go to see anyway add on the racist shit and it's definitely not some shit i'm finna go and spend no money on to see i wouldn't even cody this shit i don't want to see it i'm mad that i even know it exists now i and i have a headache i have a headache now i was thinking could this movie be saved have you seen sorry to bother you uh, I remember it, but I didn't watch it. Don't watch it. Um, but it's one scene, and it's in the preview where Danny Glover show his white voice mm-hmm. to Darius. Well, I call him Darius. It's Lakeith Stanfield. I don't oh, remember yeah. his character name in the movie. But it's basically about him working at a call center, and the better your white voice, the easier it is for you to move up. And they basically dubbed over that, uh, Danny Glover's voice to, for him to sound like he was talking like a white person. Mm-hmm. I was like, what if they, like, Use Wanda Sykes or something to dub over his voice or some shit. I was like, that won't work. We'll just hate Wanda Sykes. Yes. And it wouldn't change the aesthetic of no. seeing a white man pretending like to a be white, a black like, person to get a job. White people been stealing shit for the longest and that just stealing another position. Like any it is like no way an actual black woman could have been in that position. <laughs> There's no way to fix this no. situation and except the set- for to trash it. And the fact that it has a trailer and came out as a trailer and nobody said this is a problem. The sassy black woman stereotype is so frustrating. I've talked before about how because of that shit, you have as a black woman, you have to be so you can legit be upset about some shit. Okay. You can legit have a a, a reason to professionally get somebody together and you get looked at as the angry sassy black person 
because of this shit like this shit is frustrating i have to manage how i come across because of stereotypes like that and all that does is feed into the minds of stupid ass people that would feed into stereotypes anyway that this is how black women are this is his emulation of a black woman to go tell somebody to kill themselves and jump off of a bridge bye really like oh i have no words any more words i've said a lot of words i have no more words <laughs> but it's, ah, i knew that one's gonna get you god i hate you <laughs> but kudos sir didn't see that coming at all <laughs> that was a surprise i <sighs> i just don't know why they think a white man like he sound more like a gay flamboyant yeah. white man with just a little rasp in his voice but not like a black woman no like i that would not fool me and there listen there are distinct whatever it don't matter how you feel about what i'm about to say there are i've met like a handful of people where you talk to them that you're like i'm not really sure most of the time i don't know what it is it's the tone it's the the i don't know but you can tell the difference in voices i can most of the time i just imagine that they're gonna say clearly they're gonna say you go girl uh they're gonna say mm-hmm, sister girlfriend um what other things the black women's uh stereotypically say because we don't even say none people? of this shit no more like i don't even know because they it's so old it's such old stuff that i don't i know you she go, definitely girl. gonna mm-hmm. call somebody a cracker yes she is she definitely gonna do that I, I can't i don't know because we don't even have things anymore they just go back to the old stuff yeah my supervisor has said you go girl to me before and i'm like i didn't say nothing but i gave her that fucking look she ain't said that shit no more like don't what i can't stand that shit like if i did something good or you want to just say that shit you go girl bitch really get out of my office <laughs> the fuck? i think i talked about that scene in scrubs where like uh the head one of the head donors of the hospital came in and Turk, the surgeon character, was the only black one oh, in line. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, hi, nice to meet you. Hi, nice to meet you. Hi, nice to meet you. And when he got the Turk, he's like, what up, dog? And then gave him daps. And then after that, he was like, hi, nice to meet you. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm like, like, they do that shit. They do. They, I don't know if it's subconscious, but like it is the most fresh you i'm a human you you the way that you just talk to that white person you talk like that to me you don't have to be you use colloquialisms you don't no. have to do it all of that shit it's not necessary talk to me like you really talk to white people and call me a nigga <laughs> that's what you do <laughs> hell you ain't even talking to these white people right <laughs> talk like you normally talk all right then moon cricket oh jesus a moon cricket oh no oh yeah i know all the old racist I terms see. you were Col- you were cole jackson for some reason no, moon crickets. <laughs> oh we done with loquisha we done fuck that i really have a headache now i just got <laughs> so upset i think my blood pressure's up um common came out and uh this week he apparently he's got a, a memoir that he's releasing but 
In his memoir, he talked about being molested. And this is what he said about it. Uh, I talked about being molested because as a black man, many men have hidden that. Many people have hidden that. And you carry that weight with you, but at some point, you've got to let it go. I hope being open about my childhood trauma can give others the strength to do the same and help them on their healing journeys. We all have experienced pain and suffering. It's nothing to be ashamed of. News flash. <laughs> Common ain't fuck no little girls. You know, he, he ain't got a whole brothel full of 17 year olds locked just... up in cages okay no no he doesn't so you can so, be molested and not go on I don't, to I don't want prejudice. no excuses for what that happened in R. Kelly's childhood okay <laughs> I was molested when I was a kid by a 17 year old that was in high school that was living with us when I was like 10 and my brother was like 7 Okay. Now I never really it it was I don't look at I didn't look at it as a bad thing. It's yeah. only bad in <laughs> in the uh technical sense of what's considered bad and what's considered molestation based on the ages. Yes. But I was a little boy. <laughs> I was enjoying myself. <laughs> you know, it's this older girl oh, God. in my bed, my blood is rushing to you know where. I was like, oh, okay, this is what, this is that stuff I be seeing on TV sometimes. Oh, God. This is that feeling. That led me to, you know, participating in watching the Adam and Eve and Spice channel. If you don't know <laughs> what those are, when you're a teenager, those are the channels that you turn to 98 and 99 and they blurry. If you younger, you grew up in an area where you always had like access and direct call TV, but some but some of us only had like that hometown cable where the channels 98 and 99 were the channels that if you paid for them, you could watch them. If you couldn't pay for them, it was like static over them, but if you look long enough, you might see a titty <laughs> or a booty cheek. And you'd be like, "Oh, that was a nipple." Oh my god. <laughs> you you do that for like 2 hours. Wow. That's when you don't have like a male figure that's going to buy um pornography for you to find accidentally. <laughs> but I'm yeah. saying that to say okay. I had an experience but I don't really equate it to traumatic experience because in my head it was just exciting. Mhm. You know, but that's not everybody's situation and that's not every man's situation. There are men who went through the same thing I did and it was so traumatic still that it impacted them. Ain't no excuses for if you had some shit that happened to you when you were a child and you became an asshole afterwards. A predator. It doesn't matter. You like, became a predator. Because if, if that was the case, everybody out. who has ever been molested will react in the same way. These are choices that people decide to make. That's what that is. And Common made different decisions. Common, I had, Common get all of the bitches. Okay? That is he are, still with Angela Rye? Nah, they broke up a long time ago. Okay. But he done had Serena. He done been with Erica Badu. Okay? Grown women Erica his Badu age. Erica Badu broke him. She broke every, She break everybody. <laughs> yeah, she got some voodoo or something. Must be I the cheeks. Know. I don't it know. ain't the voodoo. It's the cheeks. Okay. Or hams. <laughs> Ham plate. <laughs> Kudos to Common for coming out. Not um, ham slices. That could not have been. An e I'm ignoring you. That could not have been an easy. That's not an easy thing to admit because 
people are gonna look at some people might look at that differently especially he didn't say i don't i hadn't read the memoir he said he was molested i don't know if it was by a man or a woman so for some people in some people's mind that will make a difference that might make a difference in how they look at him but he's sharing it to be uh light to other people so kudos to him for that um mm-hmm so I saw that and that was like one of the things this week that I was like, all right, humanity's not awful all the time. We have moments. You got any more stories? Uh, do I have anything else? I was just going to give a run of all the stuff I was going to talk about that we're not going to get to. Uh, University of Alabama's first black student received an honorary doctorate 63 years after being removed from the campus. <laughs> so, I mean. That helps. She's finna fucking the, die. The fuck is she gonna do with it now? Yeah, exactly. But I guess they Shit. tried. Just figure out how to put it on the wall with her osteoporosis. <sighs> Congrats to Lucy Foster. That was her name. Um, Congrats, Lucy. But they it was during named. the civil rights era, so you know. Yep. But I guess take your black ass off our campus. Yeah, basically. Now, sixty-three years later, here's a degree you can't do shit with to make up for the fact that we fucked up <laughs> all the years ago. All right, we had two hours, but I'm going to run through these things real quick that I had. Okay. A U.S. senator introduces a bill to ban loot boxes and pay-to-win microtransactions. If you play video games, you know that they have uh, microtransactions in the game that some of them are aesthetic. Some of them you uh, you buy, and it just adds you know skins to your gun, new clothes, things oh, like yeah. that. But there are some that when you buy them, it makes the game better for you, but not better for other people. And so it's basically the more money you have, the better you'll do at a game, and that is fucking trash. And so there's somebody here trying to ban that. Um, I don't know if they should or not, but it's going to be interesting dialogue. Amy Schumer is asking fans to boycott Wendy's and their spicy chicken nuggets. Spicy chicken nuggets are delicious. They are delicious, but something I didn't know is that uh, a program was created in um, before 2005 called the Coalition of Immokali Workers Fair Food Program, which is a partnership among farmers, farm workers, and retail food companies that ensures humane wages and working conditions for the workers who pick fruits and vegetables on participating farm. Because apparently there's a lot of rape and violence Jesus. and uh, that goes on in these in, at these farms. So nearly every company has joined the program. Subway and Burger King in 2008, McDonald's in 07, Yum Brands, which is Taco Bell, KFC, and Pizza Hut in 05, uh, then Whole Foods, Chipotle, Walmart, and Trader Joe's. Just about every big person joined the coalition, and Wendy's still has not joined the coalition. I don't know. I guess Wendy's get cheap little nuggets or something from that. But either way, uh, Amy Schumer is talking about that. Uh, this is the Amy Schumer part. Just know that Wendy's God, I was just finna say. is a part of that. Like, forget I even said her she name. Said she said a lot. She makes you want to be like, fuck it, I'm going to go get me spicy nuggets just, today. Just to spice her ass. Um, Arizona Senate passes a bill deeming pornography a public health crisis. Uh, I would definitely like for pornography to be banned. Um, because this three terabytes of porn that I got on my computer is going to become a cash mine. Just letting y'all know where to come and get the porn if all the porn go away. Holla at your boy. I got to organize it though. I hate you so uh, much. A massive cache of a thousand guns seized from a Bel Air mansion. What? A thousand guns were in found a in a Bel Air mansion. mansion. Like, okay. I don't know what he was getting ready the for, fuck? man. 
uh, a bill allowing Florida teachers to carry guns at school signed into law. And that was all I was going to talk about. But, you know, I was just, I, I was saving so many stories this week. And that's all, all the ones I say. But you got anything else on your mind? I do not. All right. Until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla.